to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Hello, carnies, and welcome to the first episode of Sideshow, um, Carnivore Personnel's kind of mini episodes that we're going to do now and then for special occasions. Yeah, I, we saw the the opportunity to do one, at the grimmest opportunity well, we could well, grab. Well, well, well Joe, Joe and I, as always, when we start off uh, Carnivore Personnel, go out of our way to say, hey, don't be offended, we're just trying to be funny, we think we're comedians, so uh, yuck up at our, uh, our wannabe jokes, and so... Uh, today is kind of we're starting sideshows with uh, I don't want to say somber because it's not going to be somber. It's a kind of a celebration, if you would, of one of my favorite and one of Joe's favorite characters, personalities, icons, icons. Icon. Yeah, I mean, in that work, it's thrown around a lot. But Adam West passed away yesterday uh, at age of 88 after a brief uh, stint of leukemia. Well, it wasn't yesterday. It was. He, he oh, passed away Saturday. He passed away Saturday, right. We're recording the Sunday, the day after he passed away. Uh, just pull back the entire curtain. <laughs> Burn that curtain. That, that fourth wall has just come <laughs> crashing. Has come crashing. You know when 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 Adam West and Burt Ward were climbing up the side of a building, Joe? <laughs> yes. That, that they weren't. They just turned the camera to the side. Wow. Yeah. So It's so. actually at a 45-degree angle. Don't. See? <laughs> see? Oh, man. I just, I, I just bat-splained you. You did. <laughs> Seriously. It makes me want to bash your high school girlfriend in the face. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, but a- Adam West, and, and, and again, because um, as everybody who's ever met me or heard anybody who met me or accidentally listened to the podcast know, it's all about me. Yes. Um, so this is actually called uh, Jacques and his boring friend. <laughs> so yesterday, you know, I, I did. I'm like, oh, F it. You know. In all seriousness, I picked uh, Don Rickles as a role model growing up. When I was a young kid, I got into really bad comedy, uh, listened to my dad's comedy albums at a nauseam. Uh, Don Rickles always stood out to me. Don Rickles and Burt Ward and Adam West and Mark Hamill are my childhood. Like, And I'm so worried that somebody hasn't already thrown Mark Hamill in bubble wrap and is under a protective watch because I've lost Don. I've. Hear that? I. Yep. Not his family. <laughs> not his friends. Nope. I lost Don Rickles this year and yesterday uh, a, big part, a big part of my childhood, um, you know, uh, has gone to the great bat cave in the sky, <laughs> yeah. Adam West. So if you would, please, uh, for the listeners tuning into the first side show, give us your thoughts on the great Adam West, his legend, his legacy, his oeuvre, if you will. And yes, he did have an oeuvre. I will. Okay. That, that's how I got around when there was no taxis. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Joe and I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit about some of the some of the things we loved about him. Of course, most of it we'll be talking about Batman and the resurgence of, of Batman with the new cartoons that he's done and his appearances in the Batman Lego video games. But also wanted to talk about some of his other uh, accomplishments, uh, his lowlights, which he embraced dearly. He's done a lot of awful movies and stuff like that. But but literally, it's like it, it, he, his career was was 
pretty astounding. I mean, he was a long working actor before Batman, doing things you know like like Perry Mason and like famous you know one off actors. He was what you would call a working actor. He was a, yeah, he was in a lot of procedurals, and he. Uh, actually was offered, before Sean Connery, the role of James Bond, but was under contract at the time and couldn't get out of the contract to have done James... This is pre-Batman. Of course. Couldn't get out of the contract to do the first Batman movie. I'm sorry, the first... Uh, James Bond. James Bond movie, wow. which we know was Dr. No, I want to say in 64, by Sean Connery. So that predates the filming of the Batman movie, which was filmed before the TV series. Wrong. And... Re- the movie was from before the TV series. Wrong. Really? Yeah, I actually, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, it's, go ahead and bat-splain me again. I have to bat-splain you. Bitch. Yeah. So what I did was, when I learned of the passing of the late great Adam West, I dusted off the old holy special edition DVD of, of Batman the movie, which was actually released a year after the series had started in 1966. And I know that the filming occurred after the beginning of the filming because during the DVD commentary with Adam West and Burt Ward, Adam West explained that they filmed that during hiatus between seasons one and two. Season one, according to uh, Burt Ward and Adam West, was a drudge. It was like, not a drudge, but it was just a lot of hard work. They would film, they would work on three separate scripts a day. And he had a system that worked down with like Burt Ward where they would run lines in between scenes for another episode. So if they were working on episode one uh, and he had three scripts in front of him, he would snap his fingers three times to Burt Ward, and that means he wants to work on the third episode and so on and so forth. So they were working on multiple episodes, for, and I think they had like 30-something episodes, or maybe even, maybe it was in the 20s, but they had a lot of episodes uh, to film in a short amount of time uh, for the TV series. And then they filmed this during the hiatus, which was the summertime. Uh, so basically, as Adam West put it, this was like a vacation to him. So the Batman movie was more of a vacation to him than the actual series. And when you think of that movie in particular, and you think of the rogues gallery of of Catwoman, the Joker, the Riddler, and Penguin, and you know, and again, like with Carnivore personnel, we do very little show prep. But when you think of those people, can you think of four? Like, what that budget would be today, because you have the prime characters of Adam West and Burt Ward, Batman and Robin, but then you have Cesar Romero. Yep. Latin lover, Cesar Romero. Y- y- you know. Y- y- We've y- heard stories of Cesar Romero on other Cesar podcasts. Um, you know, but but then you have, you know, I mean, you just go down the list. Frank Gershom. I mean... Uh, or know, Frank Gershwin. Gershwin. I'm sorry, name. Um, or Frank Gorshin, because that's his... <laughs> But, that's his name. But, but 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 you think about it. Think about those four people, true true A-listers at the time. I mean, that's five if you if you count Burt Ward. But you're talking with Adam West, five household names, and the other four, you know, were bigger movie people or or, or big movie people. Adam West wasn't a huge movie person. But it's like, what would the budget of that be today? I mean, that literally, well, you're getting Tom Hanks to play. It's funny you mentioned budget, because in the DVD commentary, I learned a lot of the uh, the series. And uh, the set alone for, like, the Wayne Manor set and the Batcave and all that, $800,000. Adjusted for inflation, I checked it out. In today's money, that's $6.3 million for a television show. Granted, there were only three networks at the time, and they had. And then I looked at the viewership for season one, 
they had two episodes. They had like a Tuesday episode and a Wednesday episode. And I believe they were like in the 14 million households. 14 million households, which means average out like three people per household. Right. Think of the eyeballs that are watching Batman. And if you remember when you, nobody here remembers. Nobody <laughs> was born. I don't remember. In time. Like <laughs> you would have to have been born in like the late 50s to remember when it aired. But when it aired, it made a big deal to say in color. Yeah. ABC, where you'll see the most talked about man in television, Batman. See him in color every Wednesday and Thursday nights. And it, TV shows back then just didn't have the budget. I mean, color film had been around since, you know, uh, uh, The Wizard of Oz, you know, yep. like Technical. some 30 years earlier. But it was so cost prohibitive. And that was the big thing about, like, the Batman show is they had it. You know, one of my, one of my having heard, you know, so many interviews uh, with Adam West over the years is one of the reasons he really thought long and hard about doing Batman is he was a working actor. Uh, he could get character roles in, in, in plays in New York and London in between doing TV appearances. Lots of TV stuff was shot in New York at the time. Uh, he didn't want to get typecast. Yeah. And, you know, and he knew like, like, gosh, Superman. You know, it's could never, you know, the, the original George TV Reeves. scene for man, George yeah. Reeves, could never work again. No matter, you know, how, you know what he had done before and how good he was and his name and all that stuff. He was opening supermarkets and stuff. I, that's that. That's end up why he ended up blowing his brains out. Or allegedly, some people say he was killed. He was uh, trying to stop that bullet. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe I am Superman. Uh, but that that was a big consideration. It because you know Batman was such an iconic figure. He had been around for you know forty, you know, some thirty years. You know by that time period and he was afraid if this show is a hit great i get a steady paycheck for the next umpteen years while the show goes i might never work again and, yeah. and he did it for years i mean after that it was hard to get serious roles after that you know for both of them yeah i mean and you know thanks to the magic of the internet we have imdb and we're able to look up some of the projects that adam west worked on after batman and uh, they were they were varied to say the least, um, I mean, he he did the procedural work before Batman, and then he got uh, uh, then the big hit of Batman, which only lasted three seasons, kind of like Star Trek, you know, like that late '60s era. Like they churned out a lot of episodes because they had more episodes per season, and the and the episodes themselves were longer. You know, the episodes themselves were, I think, or, you know, maybe 27 minutes versus the 19 minutes that they are today. Well, like you said, it aired twice a week, right? You know, uh, and then but then he did he he did, he did the normal stuff you know for 10 years later plus things you know or even like you know 15 years later he's doing things like the love boat yes he's doing Laverne and Shirley yeah I think Jesus did the love boat at one point <laughs> he did well I I don't know did you do the love boat and then do Fantasy Island or would you do Fantasy Island and then do the love boat uh, yeah I guess that was up to Aaron Spelling that was his call you know but then like heart to heart like every every one of those things she's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Murder, she wrote. It's Moida. <laughs> mad about you. I'm mad about her. The original <laughs> TV series, The Flash. The Flash. You know? I'm just going to talk like Max from Heart to Heart. <laughs> See, Heart to Heart was... And then it's great. Then <laughs> then he he always did different roles on the different Batman uh, TV series, whether it was the animated series, whether it was the Batman. He always did different voice characters well, and then stuff you're, like Now that. you're moving into his iconic voice and his voice work, which, and I was kind of explaining this to my elder son, who's 17, about, like, the, the culture of the 90s 
and how it differed from the 70s and 80s. Like back in the 70s and 80s, there was reverence, but there was irreverence. There was uh, there wasn't this sort of ironic pull back the curtain kind of attitude towards television writing as there was in the late '90s and 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 going forward. You know, but back in the '80s, if you were typecast as like you know, if you played Batman, if you were on those on those awful shows from the '60s and '70s, not that Batman was an awful show, but if you were on like a cheesy maybe quote unquote like kids show from those days, you know, you would be typecast and uh, you wouldn't be able to. It was a little too close to home. Like you wouldn't be able to embrace how beloved those shows are. And maybe, and actually, maybe right after those shows wrapped up, like those shows weren't as beloved because there wasn't this brand new audience that could appreciate it for its kitsch value. But as the '90s rolled around, I think that allowed Adam West. And enough time had passed. Adam West finally came around and sort of embraced that absurd character that he that he created and and the way that he played it off. And Andy knew that there was an audience that really, like, got it. The, the, the jokes are corny. Yeah, they were meant to, to be, be corny. corny. Right, he embraced the campiness. Yeah. And and then, so when he was cast in, in uh, voice work in his later years, especially w- when we roll around to Family Guy as Mayor Adam West, that's when he really embraced himself, I, I think, as an iconic character. Singing is contagious. I'll sing, too. Adam West, Adam West, a little bit softer now. Adam West, Adam West, Adam West, Adam West. Right, and it's funny. It's like you 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 hear the stories, the the commentary on the box sets of Family Guy and stuff like that. And when they were like, "Oh my God, working with him," they they would be like, "Ah, I, I wonder if he'll read this." And basically, they were stunned that he he would read anything, anything. he would put in front of him. Right, and it's funny because we we've heard interviews, and, and there's nothing Joe and I love more in our podcast than plug other ones. But he did a great interview. I implore anybody accidentally listening to us to go and listen to Gilbert Gottfried's podcast. Amazing, colossal um, podcast. Where he talks with, one one episode he does with Burt Ward, which two-thirds of the Burt Ward podcast are talking about Adam West. Yeah. And Adam West, who every time Gilbert would bring up just some awful, awful, low-budget, you know, back then they didn't have, like, right-to-DVD movies, but that never saw the light of day that were horrible that you can now find that completely panned. Can you get less than a zero on Rotten Tomatoes? (laughs) Can you owe them tomatoes? He's like, so what interests you about taking this role? And he was like, well, I got the script, and I wasn't a big fan of it but then i remembered i had four kids going to college and he would always go back to yeah if there was a paycheck uh, and there was and you know we've we've seen so many documentaries where there was years where and this is before the san diego comic-con came about and when the first dozen plus years san diego comic-con it was a regular run-of-the-mill comic-con now it's a week-long shuts down the city truly endeavor he would go to the third string city, tiny, out of the way places for a few hundred bucks. As Adam West, he couldn't show up in the Batman uniform for so many, oh man, so many years. And That's another like, whole other podcast about the, the the tying up the rights of the Batman TV show. And, and it's why it's, it's the, everybody's loved that TV show for decades and decades, literally five decades. But it didn't come out on DVD just a few years ago. It didn't even. It actually. 
it missed the DVD generation. It, right. It came out on Blu-ray. That's that. That's how long it took to get through the legal, you know, minutia for it to do. But if you do, he's he was very very self-aware of like I'm I can pl- my career the last. 30 years yeah. was a complete parody of himself where he would do things like Robot Chicken. He yeah. would do, and again, we've already said he'd do all the Lego Batman games. He would do... And for those of you who aren't familiar, so Lego Batman is a series of video games. <clears throat> this is before the, the Lego Batman movie came out where you would go and um, play as Batman and Robin and all the DC characters. And but Lego Batman 3 in particular... Adam West did a cameo where, as part of a sort of a side quest to the game, in each level, you can rescue an Adam West in peril. And you, he would say things like, help, good citizen. I'm TV's Adam West. <laughs> TV, yeah. TV's Adam West. Every time he mentioned his name, yeah. he was TV's, help, TV's Adam West. Right, yeah. And you was, saved TV's Adam West. Right. Well done, citizen. But uh, so one thing I do want to mention about Adam West's career that I think all you Adam West nerds out there would know about. But astonishingly, before I turn on the microphones here, I learned that Jacques did not know about this project of Adam West's. Look Well. Look Well was a TV pilot uh, conceived and written and produced by uh, Robert Smigel and Conan O'Brien in the late 90s. Hacks. (laughs) Yeah, right. Where are they now? That's what I ask. So the basis of Look Well, and this was written specifically for Adam West in mind, because Conan O'Brien growing up was a huge Batman fan. He tells a great story, sidetrack, tells a great story about how at Harvard as a student, he got Burt Ward to come to visit uh, with the the Robin suit, and they plot a scheme to steal the the Robin suit and uh, taking it back to their dorm and then uh, basically holding it for ransom over the phone with Burt Ward going... Please give me that back, because it was worth like $10,000 or something like that. It was his livelihood. Yeah, uh, so that's a whole other topic. But anyways, so Look Well was a a, uh, a sitcom pilot that was written, and unfortunately was never picked up, but it was like one of those like alternate universe, like you could imagine it running for like you know 20 seasons. The basis of Look Well was that he was a TV detective who was like a like an instructor. Like he, he taught it like a learning annex, but he was an ex-TV detective who decided to revamp his career by going out and solving actual crimes, but like just like showing up at crime scenes in his <laughs> detective <laughs> scene, <laughs> yeah, and just sol- and like and just t- totally playing it like his character would. But so like he would like interject himself in a crime scene investigation and be like, "What seems to be the problem, officers? We're handling it, sir. Could you please step back? I don't think you understand. I used to play a detective. Oh yeah, he was Bennigan. No, that was George Kennedy. I was Bennigan. Could we get back to this, please? We'll do what we can, sir, but this is the fifth lot to have a classic car stolen this week. Sounds to me like a string of classic car thefts. You boys better check it out. As Shakespeare reminds us how oft the sight of means to do ill deeds makes ill deeds done. Would you get lost? Which USA then took and turned into psych. Okay. I'm just making that yeah, up. I, uh, like, you uh, saw, okay. okay. You ever saw it? I know, obviously I didn't. It was a fake detective who was really a smart guy. Oh, he literally okay. just injected himself. Oh, in right, 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 right. But, uh, but a very funny show. But, Nothing to do with Adam West. Right. So, but look well. Yeah. So, if you if you haven't seen it, I implore you, you can see it. It's probably been viewed millions of times on YouTube. The entire pilot for Look Well is available for free on YouTube. And it's just like you look at it and it was ahead of its time. 
it's a little, you know, in, dry in spots, kind of like Naked Gun in that respect, but it's just like the concept just sort of blew your mind. It's like a, it's a comedy nerds and Adam West nerds fantasy come true for at least the one episode. So it, it's funny when you think about alternative universes. Was it Tom Selleck who was first offered Han Solo? Because I don't oh, think, yeah. I think it was Han I think if I got that right, I think Han Solo was first offered but for some reason, he, he had some TV pilot that wouldn't let him out of it to do it. Or, or no, Indiana Jones. Was it Indy? I think it was Tom Selleck might have been in, offered Indiana Jones. Oh. Uh, I cannot remember. But to think about that, to think Adam West was offered James Bond. Yeah. How different would the universe be in entertainment if Batman didn't happen? Right, because James Bond now is linked with England as like an, an English icon. You know, anybody who's played James Bond is basically knighted. Right, right. And so, I mean... Sir Adam West. And it does not matter. I mean, there's been... You know, Roger Moore, who just passed away, stuff like that. You know, you go, Pierce Brosnan, you go down the list. I mean, they've always had, you know, pretty great actors doing James Bond. But Sean Connery's James Bond. Yeah. A end of the day. So what happens? Like, does Sean Connery become a stage actor in Scotland that never yeah. sees the light of day? Does Batman never happen? I mean, it's it's one of those... Wow. Do we never learn that Sean Connery believes that sometimes a woman needs to get slapped? You know, hey... And the words of the great Robin Williams. Are we only going to talk about dead people? And the words of the great Roger Williams. I do Roger not, Williams? Robin Williams. I hate you. Uh, I do not condone hitting women, but I know what turns Mr. Hand into Mr. Fist. <laughs> Comedy. Coming yeah. at you. Duck. Yeah. Uh, but, but honestly, when you go down his, his career and you see, like, I, I want to say it was, like, you know, Death Race 2000, this really great, awful 70s movie where the whole premise was run over people from his dystopian future. Now called the American Healthcare Act. <laughs> oh! See, that's that's why you do a podcast with somebody smarter than you. That's you, called smart car. Okay, I'm bringing the Stewart. I'm bringing the little? No. <laughs> John Stewart. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, but, yeah. But, uh, Rich Little? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he did. He did so many campy roles. But, but let's just focus on uh, the Batman TV show and the movies while we wrap this up. Uh, that 1966, it's now 41 years later. Um, they just brought back, or they just recreated a new series based on it, an animated series that is doing incredibly well. I think they finished a third season. Was it a series? Oh, yeah. oh a series of the original Batman series? No, no, the cartoon. They, uh, they've done a, a whole... I thought it was just a TV. I thought it was just like a one-off movie. No, no, no. They've, wow. done, they've done some, you know, they brought back a, a karmic book based... Uh, on Batman 66, yeah. uh, the DVDs, everything. If you, know, you look on my shelf over there, there's a little time next to the DeLoreans. There's a little. Wait, wait. DeLoreans. <laughs> Multiple. I, I, I see three DeLoreans on well, that. Well, you're not show. looking hard enough. There are four. So <laughs> oh, I see the tiny one. No, there's one tall and the Lego one. Ladies, anyway, he's taken. Right. That'll be the next sideshow, my uh, obtuse Back to the Future obsession. But there's a little tiny Batmobile. I'll, I'll grab it. Oh, no, no. I got it. I got it. I would have to somebody somebody please uh, tweet tweet at Carnival Personnel uh, Facebook page. I believe off the top of my head, the original Batmobile was a 1957 Lincoln. 
You got uh, me. Was it was it George George Harris or, or George Barris? What the hell was the? Oh God, I'm a, such a dope. But I think it was a '57. Was the Lincoln. guy that designed that and the Munsters? His name was like George Barris or something like that. George Harris, I forget. And he still has a shop in L.A. where you can see all these cars just parked out there. Wow, Jay Leno hasn't bought it yet. <laughs> but yeah, this is a, I'm holding in my hand like a little die cast model of the original '66 Batmobile, and it's glorious. And it's made in China. China, mm-hmm. huge. Uh, that place yeah. is huge, huge. China. <laughs> yeah, I will. I didn't know Adam West. Many of us did not know Adam West, but we felt we knew Adam West, and for that, we will miss Adam West. And um, the great thing, you know, with with that show that I want to touch on, it, it, you see the people who were on that show. And we've already talked about like the Cesar Romero and and, and the Meriwether, and um, why am I blanking on a penguin's name? Help me. Oh, Burgess, uh, Meredith. Burgess Meredith. You know, Rocky's trainer, you know. Uh, She's gorgeous. But but he was. He he was in, you know, so many classic. These guys were huge. The TV show had just huge people. I mean, the TV show had so many people calling. They they tried to get Frank Sinatra. Right. I was going to say, Frank Sinatra was supposed to be like the Joker. And they couldn't, like his schedule work. And it was one of those things where you, you hear all these stories. Their kids or grandkids of these A-list actors were saying, be on the show. Why aren't you on the show? And the studio executives weren't making calls to these A-listers. They were taking calls of these people, like Frank Sinatra, saying, I want in. How do I get in? Yeah. I'll do it. Well, it's funny because he wanted to be the Joker, and they're like, we already have an actor yes. playing the Joker. And so and I referenced it at the beginning, the iconic thing, they were always climbing up the walls with their bat ropes, and somebody would poke their head out the window, and it would always be somebody like... Like Ethel Merman or Dick Clark or... Huge A-listers, and they were like, well, how can... We got an A-list, A-list household icon name calling our shitty little show yeah. saying, how can I be part of it? And there's no way you turn down any of these people. So that's one of the reasons they came up with that gag of always climbing up the wall, because it would give... <laughs> Yeah, it would be a way for them to shoehorn in a cameo appearance. But if you ever Google, like, the list of people who made appearances on the show or in the movie, it was just it was just phenomenal. So he's done, uh, no matter what William Shatner does, he will always be James T. Kirk. Uh, the T stands for Tiberius, for those of us following along at home. You know, but, but Batman will always be Adam West. Adam West will always be our Batman. I, I, I can't say enough if you get a chance to listen I, you know, to him either on the commentary of the holy special edition of the Batman movie or listen to Gilbert Gottfried's Colossal Obsession. But if you listen to the Adam West one, you've got to also listen to the Burt Ward one. Yeah, and the Adam West one was earlier on, and the Burt Ward one was like three years later. Like, it was more recent. But, uh, yes, rest in peace, Adam West. Jack, uh, to the Batmobile. To the Batmobile. Oh, and one more thing about the... I just want to mention one more thing, and I didn't notice this until Adam West pointed it out on the commentary of the Holy Special Edition Batman DVD. As they're sliding down the pole, you hear Adam West go... I have a bigger pole. And it was. It was a thicker pole. He, Adam West had a bigger pole. One more incredibly important fact I almost forgot to mention. Please remember. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. 